0: This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds. And now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friend. Welcome to episode 88. Holy hell, we're getting close to the big 100. Today, Talking about a favorite topic of mine personally, because I'm all about habit change, if you haven't figured that out yet, Uh, but it's how to change your environment for your success because environment is so key. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Do you ever have issues with doing what you want to do for your goals? (laughs) You know what you need to do, but you never seem to, I don't know, do it If this resonates with you, then yeah, I feel, yeah, because I've been there before. It's as typical, this is a very common human element. Uh, But here's something to keep in mind. What's in your environment will get done. For example, what's in your kitchen that will get eaten, (laughs) or it could be thrown away, obviously, if it goes bad or rancid or whatever, but what's in your environment will influence what you do. Now, what's not in your environment or kitchen, for example, won't get done or eaten. Your environment is incredibly cr- crucial for your success. I can't emphasize that enough because countless times I've read all of these habit books. You know, whether it's BJ Fogg's book or uh, James Clear's book, you know, Atomic Habits, which you might know. It doesn't matter. The same, the same emphasis is placed on environment. In fact, I I do have a quote here in my notes, according to Dr. B.J. Fogg, which is the director of the Stanford Persuasive Lab. I've talked about him in previous episodes about habit change and things like that. I really recommend his book, Tiny Habits. Definitely check it out. I know James Clear is really popular with atomic habits. Um, He's a fantastic marketer, but B.J. Fogg's book, Tiny Habits, is another fantastic read, and it's a very quick read too. Uh, but according to, to Dr. B.J. B. Fogg, he says, there's just one way to radically change your behavior, radically change your environment. And I can't emphasize this enough. I really can't. I get really excited about your, changing your environment uh, because I think all too often we focus so much on motivation, on doing a certain behavior and, and the idea that we need to have motivation in order to do that behavior or habit or thing that we want to do. But instead, focusing on making the desired behavior or habit easier to do should really be the focus because you, you want to reduce the friction with a particular habit that you want to establish, hence the importance of, of, of establishing a really solid environment. And I want you to remind yourself of that little fact as I share a little story. It's going to be story time here with, with Coach Jen here, but it, This is because I've utilized this advice myself recently about changing your environment and it really impacted my personal goals. And let me tell you, let me tell you how, as you may or may not know, if you've been following along lately, these past few months, I did severely tear my right quad in a rec league soccer game a few months ago. Of course, it's always rec league soccer or rec league sports that cause the injuries because <laughs> we were we're adept and equipped to work out and do the sport of choice that we do and blah blah blah. But then you know rec league sports just ruin it for us <laughs> because we go all out. Uh, at least I do. Now the quad it healed incredibly quickly, but I still had to delay getting back on the bike, especially when it came to climbing. And unfortunately, at the time of this injury, I also let a friend of mine borrow my old road bike that I usually have on my indoor bike trainer because I have a Wahoo kicker uh, that I recently purchased over the pandemic, you know, about a year and a half ago, two years ago or so. Needless to say, I didn't really have a chance to bike much indoors in a safer environment for, for my quad that didn't involve climbing because that was one thing my PT emphasized was, was not to climb because the thing is when you tear a muscle, It is a soft tissue and it can tear more easily. So once you injure a soft tissue, uh, like a muscle rather, you can tear it much more easily because it's already injured. So having an injury actually sets you up for having another injury. (laughs) Congrats. Uh, Now, you know, I didn't have a chance to really ride at a level on a level terrain. And plus, I kind of lost motivation honestly, to ride because my quad was fucking, it was fucking torn. It hurt like a bitch. And everything here, practically in Colorado includes some level of climbing. If you've ever, if you've ever biked here, you know what I'm talking about. So anyways, I was sidelined from my bike for longer than I care. But as soon as I was able to get back on the bike more, and I did get cleared because I healed very quickly. I honestly, I still delayed myself longer than I, than I, I really care to admit, because again, like I said a moment ago, it freaking hurt. You know, I'd get a sharp pain or a jolt of electricity right in the spot of my quad that tore, especially when I was climbing steeper terrain or trying to power over obstacles with that leg. You know, the other leg and the rest of my body, honestly, was 100% okay. I felt fantastic other than that. But that quad was still pesky and never ceased to remind me of my recovering injury. So, you know, I mentally just started to avoid... And then physically avoid biking more than I ever liked to. Uh, I even got my road bike back from my friend after she finished riding Ragbrai, and but I just I just let that bike sit there in my house for a few days. You know, it still had like the dirt from the Iowa roads, and I just honestly I got I got a little lazy with it. And it's hard to admit that, but hey, it happens to the best of us. Even those that, you know, like me, I've freaking worked out almost every day for I don't know how many years. But I started to realize I was becoming a very sad Jen. (laughs) I mean, incredibly sad. And, you know, I don't say that lightly. I started to become a little bit low, maybe even a little depressed. I don't know. Um, But I I knew I had to change something because this was not the way to live. I was not very happy. Uh I didn't really want to put my bike back on the indoor trainer. That was in our primary bedroom. So my indoor trainer, the Wahoo Kicker, that was in our bedroom. You know, I know, super sexy. Um, but I didn't want to leave it in that bedroom because sometimes I like to ride really early in the morning, like right when I wake up, which is usually in the five o'clock hour. And that's tough to do when your partner is still asleep until 6 a.m. I mean she she still wakes up early, but it's not until 6 a.m. Um Plus, you know, like I said a moment ago, a bike trainer, no matter how amazing it is, it's, it's not really a sexy addition to the bedroom. (laughs) Uh, and in my office, I have a really small office downstairs. I did have a chair in here from Ikea that I really like. It's one of these like lounger chairs that has an ottoman to it, separate ottoman. It's really comfortable reading chair. Uh, it's not a recliner. It's not like a a lazy boy, nothing against lazy boys. They're really comfortable, but it's not like an old man, you know, recliner. It's actually pretty cool. And it would look really cool in our bedroom. So I got to thinking, okay, yeah, I could fill that space that the bike trainer is taking up in the bedroom with this chair that's in my office right now. And I, I just started to think about how I could change my indoor trainer setup to suit my needs. And I will say, for those of you who haven't been to my house, which is most of you, our house is a smaller home. It's on a smaller footprint. So it's not a huge house here in Denver, even though it's the perfect size for us. It's definitely not a complaint by any means. I love our house, but I don't have much room to to figure out where the hell I'm going to put this bike. All right. But then I also knew that I wanted to change the setup of my office because honestly, I just need it. Friend, I've been working from home for, I don't know how many years, like 15 years uh but the last couple of years have been exceptionally hard just because obviously the pandemic uh the panini whatever you want to call it if you don't want to hear the word pandemic anymore i just didn't i needed to change so i needed to make some sort of change to my office i knew that i wanted to change the setup of my office in order to just keep my interests a little bit more peaked right I wanted my sit to stand desk, which I, I did purchase last year to be on the opposite wall where it is right now, because I did want to get some more natural light on my face for some zoom calls. And also just to have a better lighting to keep me more awake, especially in the morning when I, I do start to work out or, or start to work rather, it's just nice lighting that way, because I, I do have a couple windows in my office, even though it's a small office and it, it, it I have a. I have a corner office, uh, but I do have a couple of windows and it's just nice. I get a lot of natural light in here, but on one of the walls, it's just, it's kind of dead light. So anyways, despite my office being small, I was thinking that maybe I could fit my bike trainer in there next to my desk. If I moved the desk, especially to on the opposite side of the wall or the opposite wall rather, because what location is better than a place that I can sneak away to early in the morning or, or really at any time? to pedal away and to get a workout in without interrupting my partner early in the morning than my office. And plus the bonus with my office is that it's climate controlled. And, you know, we, I did manage to make some room in the garage. Uh, We managed to move some stuff around and things like that. Uh, And did some like landscaping changes recently to move like the garbage can and recycle can out. To give us more space in the garage but the problem with the garage is that it's just not climate controlled so in the winter it can get insanely just intensely cold and during the summer it can get really hot there oh milo just shook hey buddy you're gonna have to wait um but i didn't want to move this stuff out in the garage you know i i wanted to make this work and i did i made it work i moved my desk rearranged my entire office and then I brought the bike down, uh, the bike trainer downstairs uh, from the bedroom down into my office. And then after washing RAGBRAI Iowa roads off of my road bike, I put it on the trainer and I had my first workout a few weeks ago. And it felt so damn great. I even got a few trainer rides on days that I wasn't able to sneak away to get to the trail or train elsewhere because I was trying to prep a lot of things before a vacation that I had. Uh, going to Portugal and things like that. I had that on the books. It's been planned since February. I really wanted to make this vacation happen. So you know, I had a lot of a lot of things that I needed to get done, but I didn't want to deny myself of of my focus and things that make me feel better, which is included which includes you know working out, doing some trainer rides, things like that. This was literally a simple fix to a problem that was persisting for me for years. And all because I simply changed my environment to be more favorable to my habits for the goals that I wanted to meet. My goals were to to just bike more in general. You know, bike at least a couple times a week. That was my main goal. Bike at least twice a week. Lift three days a week, maybe even four. Uh, and then that gives me a good solid five days of training with a six day of just flex training that I could go maybe do a hike, have some family time, whatever it was. And now my bike trainer... Is visible to me every single day since it's it's right next to my desk. I'm I'm touching it right now. All right, I'm touching the little the little uh, desk that I bought for my bike trainer. Ooh, which by the way I need a plug for that. Check the show notes for the link to the desk trainer table that I bought because Wahoo. Granted, I have Wahoo Kicker. Love my kicker, but their table. God, I think it was like (sighs) close to five hundred dollars. It was definitely in the $400 range, if I'm not mistaken. I just was not ready to spend that much money on a dang rolling table. So I was thinking, okay, maybe I can get a music stand, use that, because music stands are stupid cheap. But then um, DC Rainmaker, who I love, love his reviews on everything bike related. He rated this RAD, it's R-A-D, uh, bike, tra- bike table bike trainer table, and Got it on Amazon. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. If I forget to link it in the show notes, please message me. <laughs> I do this. It's a one woman show. So sometimes I might forget things. It's rare, but still it can be, it can be forgotten. But now, like I said, bike trainer, it's next to me. I see it every single day that I'm here in the office. I can hop on for trainer ride right at any point in the day. Basically I made the barrier to entry non-existent for me when it came to my goal. I even, I even add, hell, I even added the ab mat from uh, an extra ab mat that we have from the garage and a yoga mat in here, put it in my office, organized my mobility tools, clean them out, got them like less dusty and place them in a more favorable location in my office. And I find that I'm stopping to do movement snacks of core work and mobility more often throughout my day. So it feels amazing because, and because of this, like I'm feeling better, my body's feeling better, my low back's feeling fantastic, my core's getting stronger, I feel like I'm getting stronger overall. And I'm also increasing my energy to work during the day by working out with these little movement snacks that I do for like 10, 15 minutes at a time. Now, keep in mind, this is just one example of how you can change your environment to be more conducive to your goals. Because like I said earlier, what's in your environment will get done. What's in your kitchen will get eaten, for example. Again, that's a perfect example of an environment environment change that you can make. And research has shown how critical your environment can be to your goals. The better you can set yourself up for success in your environment, the more success you will see. And that's practically a promise. So one guideline for making your daily habits act as process goals for your big overarching goal is to make it Doable. Make it so easy that it gets done. To do this, you want to design your habits for laziness. And yes, I said that. I said laziness. You want to basically eliminate all excuses for those times when willpower is waning for you. Because we're not always going to have willpower. We're not always going to have motivation. That's fine, but we have to be able to make it's so stupid easy that you do actually get done you do get it done so you want to make it as lazy as possible for you to actually do the habit all right to where you don't have to you don't have to give much effort in order to just take that one little extra step to do the actual action for the habit now one way to make a habit easier to do is of course to make your environment match what you want to do i'll give you even more examples here and some of these might might resonate with you so let me let me check my notes here for this um okay do you want to eat less sweets or increase your fruit intake great then have a bowl of fruit out on the counter in the kitchen instead of having like snack bars or whatever out and about or having candy dishes out and about throughout the house or in the office or whatever just have a fruit bowl if you want to floss more great then have your floss out on your bathroom counter or right next to your toothbrush do you want to drink more water then have a large refillable bottle water or water bottle rather and set an alarm at intervals to refill it. Make it a game. Make it a game. Like maybe by noon, you're going to have at least 30% to 40%, 30 to 50% of that water in. All right. You know, try to aim basically for your urine to be like somewhat clear uh, by noon. And that's again, just a simple goal. Um, do you want to work out more often? This is a common one then great. Have a set of bands or dumbbells next to your work desk and do some exercises between meetings or appointments or, or even tasks at work, or maybe even while you're in a meeting, do some sort of movement. That doesn't of course make you breathless, especially if it's a meeting though, that you're just listening to and you're not necessarily participating in. This is a great chance for you to just, you know, do bust out a set of something. There's no excuse for not, for not doing something. Um, of course there are excuses, but I mean, Let's try to be reasonable here and make that barrier to entry so low for you. Or you can even set up the office like I did, if that works for you. And of course, it's dependent on if you have an office office, you know, that you actually go into, share with other people. If you have an office at home, like, of course, I know everyone's situation is different, but these are just a bunch of examples here to give you some ideas. Um, For those of you that travel more often, if you want to eat healthier when you're traveling, great then bring snacks and fruit with you and don't rely on buying things when you travel. Because sometimes it could be difficult. You could be tired by the time you get through you know, TSA pre-check or just the regular check-in line, which is going to be like twice as long. Like whatever it is for you, just try to make that barrier to entry even lower, all right? Uh, one example also about sleep is, hey, do you want to improve your sleep quality by scrolling less at night before bed? Okay, this is probably one you've heard before, but put your phone away from your nightstand or bed to reduce that scrolling. Turn it off, give yourself a digital sunset. You know, try not to do scrolling past like 8 p.m. or whatever, depending on your bedtime, but try to give yourself at least like, you know, 60 minutes. 30 minutes is like the bare minimum. 60 minutes is going to be better in terms of like just less scrolling. Maybe you just want to scroll less, period, great. Then store your phone away from wherever the hell you spend most of your time during the day. If you're in an office, great. Maybe leave your phone in your desk or in your uh, car. Even if you just are, are the type of person that constantly thinks about what is, you know, <laughs> next to you in your drawer, if, it, if you're that addicted to the phone, then, then leave it in your car, leave it away from you. If it's, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind or aim for insight, top of mind. So there's two ways to approach it. You know, Maybe make things less visible. So if you wanna eat less sweets, great. Hide the sweets in the garage. Hide the sweets in a cabinet. Hide the sweets in a container in the cabinet. The more steps you make, the more difficult it is for you to, to have those treats and those snacks, uh, sweets that maybe you're trying to avoid or eat less of. And then you're trying to make it easier by having the fruit on the counter, for example, with my earlier with my earlier example. So hopefully that that helps you kind of see the whole out of sight, out of mind versus aiming for insight, top of mind type of type of situation. And that's the goal here is you want to set up your environment as best as you can for your daily habits and goals that you have. So stop and think about how you can make some edits to your environment to better help you with the daily habits that you want to develop for your goals that you want to meet. And this is how you get it done. This is how you set up your environment for success by just making things more visible or less visible, depending on what you need. All right, friend, let me go ahead and give a shout out here for my shred strong program. It starts October 10th. That's the next big phase. For Shred Strong, this is when we start our fall and winter strength and conditioning training to make you more resilient in 2023. It is a year-long program, but I definitely highly recommend doing at least the fall and winter cycle into early spring so you can start your next season feeling stronger, being more stable, and more confident on and off the bike. Definitely check the link in the show notes to learn more about Shred Strong and the program overall, and of course to sign up. And you can even sign up for one one month risk-free training, cancel any time, or you can do six months at a time. Again, it is no more than $49 a month. You get three days a week of training with that third day being optional, plus an interval session every week, plus mobility, plus a Zoom call with me as as a big group, big happy family group every six to eight weeks. And uh, we talk about a variety of topics depending on what you all want to talk about. But seriously, I love Shred Strong. This is the program that I do myself. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel fantastic. Uh, and of course, I'm always expanding it and trying to improve it every cycle. So check it out. Again, links in the show notes. I want to thank you for joining me today. If this episode was helpful and you think it will help someone else in your life, then please, please, please do share it on the socials and tag me on it so I can reshare and of course, give you some high fives and serious thanks. I just want to say I am so grateful for you for listening today. I hope that this was a benefit for you. And, you know, sharing a little story about how my own advice even helped me was uh, motivating for you to maybe make some changes and think about some ways that you can change your environment to be a little bit more conducive to what you wanna do for yourself when it comes to your goals and your habits and everything else, okay? Thank you for joining me today and I will see you next week.